Welcome back. Episode 113. It's been a while since we've recorded. A lot has happened since we recorded our last episode 112 on May 6th of this year. But it was a, I would say, well-deserved hiatus because we were productive in that time. A lot happened over the summer content-wise that if you follow us on Instagram, you know about. We're not going to get into all of that now because we have an agenda. It's Thursday, Thursday night football. Tonight, the NFL is back. Pickham's back. This podcast is back. Obviously, we are back. Brendan Willett, Seth Hellman. Seth, how does it feel to be back? feels awesome, man. I'm excited to get back and enjoy the podcast. Obviously, with football, it was a really great time this summer, you know, we, we had a really, really great season, and I'm really excited for uh, for the rest of those videos to come out, um, especially playoffs and stuff, so that everyone can kind of, you know, get to see what happened. Um, you know, it, it's, it's been awesome to kind of see everything go, you know, with content-wise and uh, with the new website. The new website looks awesome. I love being able to go on there and, like, see what my stats are. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was really cool for me to get to go in there and see. So I think we're really going to, you know, we, we've got a couple of series coming up, especially this Mets Padre series when it comes out. Like, I hope people go on and watch that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited to watch that one. Obviously, I lived it. But I mean, yeah. those were three like really good competitive games. They all finished like, I, I mean, I don't remember the exact scores. I know that games one and two were within a couple of runs. Like it was they all like, were close. I mean, I've been editing it this week, so I'm more refreshed on it. Yeah. Um, but again, like a lot of things that you forget happened, even though we played in it not that long. Ago. Right. I'm like, oh my god, I completely forgot that this or this player. Like, oh my god, I remember that now. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's big. It's like, cool for us too. It's to heat of the moment yeah. things, right? Because like when your adrenaline's yeah. pumping, right? Like you know, we're all so into this, like trying to oh, win. Yeah. You just like, it's the little things that you're just like not paying attention, not thinking about, or, you know, you notice in the middle of the thing, but then you're not like, you know, you don't realize it at, you know, until, yeah, right. you know, like after like, you just completely forget about it. It's like when you get into a car accident, right? Like you get hit and they're like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck happened? Like what color was the car? I don't know. Purple and turns yeah, out you, you just blue you car like black out and it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And quick plug TBR Whipple tonight, new podcast. Michael Lynch uh, and myself are hosting it. And everyone in the Wiffball League will be a guest at some point, at least once, to come and Love talk it. about their performances in you know games. We're going series by series, breaking it all down, and we will continue this on into next summer. So we will get you on at some point, probably multiple times, because they're if you, you know, to current day where the videos are, if you're caught up on all the videos, there's already a lot of highlight-worthy moments that we can talk about with yeah. you your team. So that is something to look forward to. Lots of videos coming out, Mets Padres tomorrow, stuff with the Instagram, stuff with the website. And then once it's all said and done, my goal is two big productions, an awards show, and then a 30 for 30 documentary on the season. So that will Jackson Hart for MVP. <laughs> that will pretty much carry us at least a couple more months, I think. So yeah. just gotta soak up all that football content. I'm I'm hanging on to it like it's nobody's business because I missed the season. Um, and I'm gonna make the too. shit out of it. I mean, we but. gotta we gotta find something to do for like competition until Thanksgiving. I know. And then obviously Thanksgiving <laughs> we'll have TBR bowl again. And 
I just, I need something back in my life. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's like, I, I was literally saying to Emma the other day, I was just like well, sitting and I was like, dude, like there's just a gaping hole in my life now that I don't have wiffle ball going on anymore. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that gaping hole could be filled over the next couple of months in the lead up to a, a new game getting released or maybe a return of Boomer Oakley, one last hurrah on yeah. uh, NCAA 14 or what? It's 14, right? Yeah, before yeah. Uh, they finally released the new game. Read my mind. I mean, you know, I got to I gotta get back into the swing of things. I mean, I, I'm open to the idea. Listen, I'm open to the idea. I love it. I love it. Talking before we get into the football about other ideas that I'm open to, was talking with Lynch before we recorded the episode last night. And as wiffle ball has become its own thing and it's gotten bigger, there's talks of an expansion next summer. Ooh. Ooh. So, <laughs> not to not to um not to drop too much because nothing's really set in stone yet. It's just an idea at this point. But I mean a- expansion is my goal, but it's yeah. about what exactly we are expanding and with who that I'm excited about. You might see some old faces coming oh. back to the Wiffle Ball League. I won't spoil too much, but do with that what you will. But we have an agenda to get to tonight. We have kickoff in less than two hours now. We have to go through our season predictions because everybody loves our season predictions. I don't think that... (laughs) Dude, last year was so... (laughs) I was going to say, thinking back on it, I don't think that we had anyone disagree with anything that we said. Nothing comes to mind. No, Um, literally nobody. Everyone said it was zero controversy so i really and at the end of the year we were off by like an average of fucking like two wins or something overall and 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 that was with both of us not thinking that the Bengals were gonna have a good year and And then all hell broke loose after that (laughs) right so the Bengals really (laughs) skewed the data and so really we were much closer than it you know showed but like i love how most of it was like People saying that like we were ridiculous for thinking that the Broncos weren't going to be great. They didn't have the best season. Everyone was like, the Giants are going to win more games. Giants ended up in the right bracket for both of us. So, yeah, I mean, I think we did a pretty good job. I think there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, are going to be a little upset with, I mean, at least mine. I imagine, you know, we, we, Uh, we differ slightly, you know, obviously, but I would say in general, we think fairly similarly when it comes to these things. And if, if your, uh, if your predictions look anything like mine, I think we're going to get a little bit of, uh, some people not being too happy. I think I'm going to be offending some people out in the, uh, Midwestern section of the United States. I think I'm right there with you to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so this, this season's going to look a little different than last, last season, we did it by tiers. Um, and this year I stumbled across a website, uh, playoff predictors V2 beta. Um, if anyone's interested in doing this themselves, I guess you can go and do it, but, uh, you can basically go game by game and pick who you think or week by week, game by game and pick who you think is going to win. And then once you get to the end of the 18 week schedule, it consolidates all the records for you, who makes the playoffs, where people line up within their division, within the conference, um, so basically it does the hard work for you. So instead of us just kind of, whereas last year, I think we looked at a team schedule and kind of thought about how many wins and losses they would get. We literally have gone through and done the actual math so that this all works out. Um, and we have our pretty much our own scenarios for how we think the season's going to play out before anything kicks off. 
And obviously I have to preface this by saying that we're going to be wrong in some aspects. We're doing exact records this year. Um, instead of just tiers of blank to blank wins, we're going exact records. So obviously we're not going to be hundred percent correct. Um, and this is also before the season starts. So we all know that there's going to be drastic changes. Once play gets underway, injuries will happen. Coaching changes will happen. Trades will happen. Free agency signings will happen. Teams will get really good. Teams will get really cold. It's just going to happen. So this is just our preseason predictions. We don't claim to be geniuses. We are analysts, though, as we learned from last year that okay, someone said. Yeah. And you claim to be an analyst. So I guess I, I am claiming to be an analyst again this season. So, um, so yeah, we're going to start with the season predictions. We'll go division by division. Um, oh, and I also would just like to say that this is, I mean, this doesn't matter for people who are watching on TikTok already because they're not going to hear this part. But if you're on the podcast and you want to find the shortened version of these podcasts, TikTok heavy this year, very TikTok heavy. I think that this segment will do well on TikTok if it's a weekly thing. Um, so yeah, season predictions obviously will be on TikTok, but also if you want to find consolidated versions of our weekly pickums and you get to see our beautiful faces, go on over to TikTok because those videos will be there. Okay, let's get right into it. Let's start in the AFC. I'm just going based on how I printed the sheet off. So AFC West is the team that's at the top of my thing for some reason. Um, so what does your AFC West look like? Yeah, so my AFC West, and I think this is going to cause some some controversy for sure. Um, I've got the Chargers winning the division. I don't think that is really that controversial. I think it's after that where it kind of, you know, some people are going to take issue with it. Um, this is one of those divisions where I feel like, you know, three of the four teams got better and one of them got definitively worse. Um, you know, the Chargers, I think, did some really good things defensively to really shore up the defense. And they had an offense last year that was able to go toe-to-toe with some of the best teams in the league. Um, you know, especially their secondary. I think adding J.C. Jackson was an excellent move. Um, some of the guys in the front seven as well are looking very good. So um, I, I have them at 14-3. and three. This year, I'm really, really high on the Chargers. I think they're going to have a really great year. Um, and then coming in right behind them, another team that added – um, one of the best players at their respective position, uh, the Raiders. I got the Raiders coming in at also 14 and three um, in second place of the division. I think just based on head to head, I, I mean, I th- I'm going to split them head to head, but I don't know what exactly the uh, the tiebreaker ends up being to get them where they are. But um, second place in the division, I got the Raiders. Um, I think this is a team that like everyone knows what happened last year. Um, you know, just with Gruden getting fired and like all those yeah. guys getting you know arrested and just like guys getting cut left and right. Um, I think Waller's going to come back a lot healthier and he's going to have a much easier time because now you're sitting there and you're looking at an offense of like, okay, so they can run the ball pretty well with Josh Jacobs. And then Waller doesn't have to take up too much attention because obviously Hunter Renford just gets better year by year. And oh, by the way, they added Devontae Adams, who's arguably the best wide receiver in the league. And so he's going to garner a ton of attention and teams are going to not be able to cover everyone. And there's going to be holes all over the place. I think that offense is great. And they borderline have the best defensive line in the NFL right now with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones coming off the edges. Their secondary could use some work. Um, so that's why, I mean, 14 and three might be a little bit of a, you know, a little bit high, um, but I do have them um, at over eight and a half regular season wins. Um, I managed to actually, I got a, um, uh, like a boost 
through DraftKings on that one. So I actually got them plus 100 on that, um, which will be nice. So I, I mean, after eight and a half, I think they'll at least have a winning record this year, but I really think they're going to have a strong year, get to the playoffs. Um, and then the Chiefs, you know, you trade away Tyreek Hill. That offensive line is not looking great right now. They've lost some pieces. They've got some injuries. Um, I've got them sitting at 11 and six, still making the playoffs, but not quite, um, you know, not quite the juggernaut they have been for the past right. few years. Um, I still think Pat Mahomes is a great quarterback. I still think Travis Kelsey is a great um, tight end. Sky Moore, I think, is going to have a really solid year. He's a young rookie. Um, so I, I mean, they've got some pieces. I just think that they've, you know, they've taken a step back, and the other teams have been taking a step forward. And then last place, I've got the Broncos at eight and nine, um, and a really large chunk of that is that I have them going zero and six in the division. Um, I just think that the other three teams are significantly better than them, and it's it's going to be really tough for them to make the playoffs when they're automatically losing six games in my mind in the division. I love what they've done with this roster. Their defense looks great. Obviously, bringing in Russell Wilson to play quarterback, and then you have two really good wide receivers in Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy. Um, but injury, I, I I would have injury concerns with this team. Um, just being able to stay healthy is going to be the number one uh, the number one thing. I'm not a huge huge fan of their offensive line either. I wouldn't say that it's terrible, but um, yeah, I definitely just don't think that they've got quite the strength needed to end up making uh, making the playoffs and having a good enough year in the division. Okay, a lot of differences between our division predictions, but the one similarity is that I also have three teams from the AFC West making the playoffs. Gotcha. So I, I imagine you have the same three teams I do, just in a different order. No, really. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm gonna guess <laughs> right now that you think the Raiders are gonna suck. No, <laughs> really, it's the Chargers. Yep. <laughs> so I've got the Chiefs coming first. Still, I you can't you know write this team off just yet. I think that they're significantly worse than they have been in the past couple seasons. Um, but. The, I don't have concerns about their offense. They got rid of Tyreek Hill, and this is going to be a stupid thing for me to say. I wouldn't discount Juju Smith-Schuster as a pretty as a pretty big receiver this year. He's got mm-hmm. one of the best quarterbacks in the league throwing him the ball, um, which he hasn't had a, an accurate quarterback throwing him the ball really ever in his career. Like, call Ben Roethlisberger what you want to call Ben Roethlisberger. Patrick Mahomes is a thousand times the quarterback that Roethlisberger ever was. Um He's he's still he's still got you know speed and you know versatility. Um, I think that this, that's going to be a big weapon for the Chiefs. I'm not worried about their offense. Um, you, you still have Travis Kelsey. Their run game's iffy, but like they can they've managed with the same running backs for the past couple seasons now. Um, I got them going 14 and three. Uh, still big on this Chiefs team. Um, I think that we're not going to see the decline just yet with the Kansas city chiefs. I still think that Patrick Mahomes is just too good for that team to, to be any worse. So I got him going 14 and three Um, coming in second. I got the Raiders. I'm, I'm with you. I'm big on the Raiders this year, not big enough to put them at 14 and three or the number one in the division, but I am big on the Raiders this year. I think that Devonte Adams is definitely a key piece to bring in. I, I am anticipating a bit of a regression with him because um, I understand that he and Derek Carr, played together in college correct um, yeah but i i still think that you go from aaron Rodgers throwing you the football to Derek carr there's going to be a bit of a learning curve there um 
run game isn't necessarily established. I've been seeing a lot of stuff, people saying that they're skeptical about Josh Jacobs. Um, and obviously you've got McDaniels there now who we've seen not all that successful in his own um, ventures as a head coach. Uh, I think that he best serves as the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots and no other position. So I don't want to root for the success of the Raiders uh, because I would like to see the McDaniels experiment fail, but I've got him going 10 and seven. Um, they were good last year. And I think that they're going to be good again this year. Um, but you and I both said they could have been a lot better last year if it wasn't for the BS. But again, when I went through and picked game by game, their schedule, I, I kind of kept them a little humbled. So I go 10 and seven on the Raiders. Next, I've got the Broncos also at 10 and seven. The one thing that the Denver Broncos have not had in a long time is a good quarterback and they are getting, Russell Wilson, who is about to basically unleash all the talent that has been held back by the Pete Carroll offense in the past few years, really ever since they lost to the Pats in the Super Bowl, is when I think that the Seahawks dynasty kind of died out. Um, and I, I think he's in store for a pretty big year. Um, and all the Broncos country let's ride stuff, I feel like, I don't know, <laughs> I feel like it's like a meme, but it's going to like, they're going to be good. And then everyone's going to be like, Oh, Broncos country's riding. So uh, 10 and seven yeah. are the Broncos too. Um, I have the Raiders winning the head to head. So that puts them behind the Raiders. And I'm just not big on the chargers at all. I got them going eight and nine missing the playoffs. Um, I don't see how they improved offensively. I think that individually they have a lot of key pieces, but the receiver position and the tight end position worries me um, for the Chargers. I keep wanting to say in San Diego, they're in LA now. Um, for the Chargers, I think they have a really good young quarterback in Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler is one of the best, you know, I'd call him a two-way back because he can. he's a receiving back and also he's a power back. Um, but that's where it kind of falls off for me. Keenan Allen was good, but he struggled to find the end zone last year. And Mike Williams is a big play specialist. So, you know, I don't see a go-to guy for Justin Herbert to throw the ball to other than Austin Eckler. And that's not going to win you football games, throwing the ball, you know, out into the flat every play. So I have him having a decent season. Eight and nine is where I'd put them. I think that they're, they're a bubble 500 team. Obviously, you can't go 500 anymore. It's a stupid fucking 17-game season. Um, but, yeah, I'll go eight and nine for the Chargers. So that's my AFC West. Um, next one on my sheet is AFC East. This one, I think, should be similar for us. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we divert that much on it. So I think there's no surprise here. I've got the Bills winning the division. I have them torching the league this year, going 16-1, and 6-0 in the division. Um, I've, I've got them. 16-1. Like and one. So, yeah. wait, so they're going to go 16-0 and 0 after tonight? <laughs> uh, I forget what game I picked them to lose, to be honest. Um. But I mean, yeah, if they, uh, let me think. Uh, actually, I can figure that out probably, right? Uh, I think you can go back and look. But I mean, oh, I have them losing to the Bengals week eight, uh, 17. <laughs> That's what I randomly play. I think, I mean, they play a lot of good teams this year. So, yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, I can see them going 16 and one, but I can also see them going like 13 and four. Right. Like to me, there's a bit, there's a lot of games that I think they really have the ability to win and probably should win. Um, and they might not. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to act as though they're going to win. I, I really like this team. 
Um, they've added some good pieces. Obviously, Josh Allen is just going to keep on getting better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I got them 16-1. and one, uh, And then coming in very, very far behind them is the Miami Dolphins. I have them sitting at 10-7. and seven. Um, I have them sweeping both the Patriots and the Jets and then getting swept by Buffalo. Um, this is a Dolphins scene that obviously added Tyreek Hill. That's the big name. Um, I don't know much about Mike McDaniel, so we'll have to, we'll have to see how he is as a head coach. Um, but, you know, I think this team really, I mean, if Tua has a decent season, this team is going to be pretty good. Waddle obviously going to get better, um, over last year. Uh, you know, just another year in the NFL under his belt. Um, and then right behind them, we've got the Patriots sitting at eight and nine. I think the Pats take both against the Jets and lose their other four division games. I'm really not high on this Patriots team. I don't think the offense looks all that great. The ones look terrible in preseason. The defense gives me questions. The front seven's fine, but linebacker is still kind of a question mark, short of, you know, Juwan Bentley looks very good. Um, and you know, he has for the past few years. And there's one other guy whose name I'm forgetting that's a linebacker who I like. Um, and then you know, really honestly, other than Duggar and McCordy, I don't like anybody in the secondary right now. I think we have zero coverage corners. I think Tyreek Hill is gonna end up getting like, you know, that there's that one stat line for Randy Moss where it's like fucking 190 yards, three touchdowns, three receptions. It's gonna be like that when Tyreek Hill plays the Patriots this year. I just think they're going to get torched uh, left and right, and Diggs is going to have a similar type of game, um, and they just have no shot in that case. So I got them going 8-9, and nine, and then the Jets improving, I believe, over last year, going 6-11. and 11. It's a better team, but it's still Jets. Okay. Um, I have the Bills winning the division. I think the Bills are overrated, severely overrated. I like you, like you said on your latter option, I have them going 13 and four. I think they'll take both from the Patriots. I don't think they're going to have a problem in the AFC East, but I I'm big on the bills and I'm big on Josh Allen, but at the same time, I don't understand why everybody's big on them. Um, their, their regular season last year was not all that impressive. If you look at the wins that they collected during the regular season, really only a couple impressive wins. Um, other than that kind of shaky regular season, I think that everybody's big on them because they just expect that this is, they've been knocking on the doorstep in the playoffs and like, this is their time, which I'm not saying won't happen. You know, obviously they were in the AFC championship two years ago and they basically played in the AFC championship this year. That divisional game against the chiefs was the AFC championship for all intents and purposes. Um, but regular season Buffalo bills doesn't scream. 16 and one to me I'm going 13 and four um and like if that I could I could easily see them dropping another game here and there I just the regular season I, I think they're gonna lose tonight I, I think they're gonna start the season 0 and one I mean they started the season 0 and one last year and they lost the fucking Steelers so um do with that what you will uh second I got the Patriots I I don't see how the Dolphins are going to be better than the Patriots this year I agree with everything you said that I'm skeptical about this Patriots team um, but I think we improved offensively by getting Devonte Parker. That was that, that I agree with. 100%. That's a big signing. And I think that, you know, he and Mac Jones are, are going to connect. Um, our running back room is 
about as good as it can get right now. You have Damian Harris, who was good for at least a touchdown a game, at least in the second half of the season. Ramondre Stevenson is just a workhorse in the backfield. I'm actually not worried about anything offensively. We're returning. Well, that offensive line is as well. a huge question mark. It is, but I feel like it has. It was last year too. <laughs> this is a fair plan. Like they I'm did not, win ten years. Yeah, like there, there's going to be pressure, um, and it's definitely not going to be like a top ten offensive line. But right. I mean, we made it work last year. We made the playoffs. The biggest thing that I think benefits this Patriots team: strength of schedule. It's not that tough as of a schedule in the first half of the season. It really isn't. There's a lot of games that I would consider programmed wins that you can go into the schedule right now and be like, that's a win for sure. That's a win. And then the rest of them are, I think, games that the Patriots could win. And, you know, we could sit here all day and go through the schedule and, you know, go back and forth on that. But, like, the way I see it, I think that the Patriots are, are going to be – a, a pretty solid second place team in the AFC East. I got them going 11 and six. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet. 11 and six. I think a slight improvement from last year. Um, I think they're going to split with the Dolphins, going to um, sweep the Jets and lose both to the Bills, have them going four and two in the division. Um, and coming in at 11 and six, they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, Dolphins, I've got nine and eight. You know that I hate Tua. I don't think he's good. I don't <laughs> think Tyreek Hill makes this team all that better. They don't have a run game, and it's a new coach. All of that, to me, screams disaster for the whole season. They tend to play the Patriots well. I'm sure that they'll give us hell on week one. They might even win that game. But they've got a lot of tough games this season for the team that they've built. Um, there are some games on their schedule. I look at games against, like, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think they play Chicago at one point. Those are iffy to me. Games that I think a lot of people are automatically giving the Dolphins wins for some reason. Um, I'm I'm a little more skeptical about the Dolphins. So I'll have them sitting at nine and eight. They're going to miss the playoffs third in the AFC East. And then the Jets three and 14. Um, Joe Flacco starting week one. And he's like 72 years old. That's all you need to know. So, yep, that's my AFC East. Moving on, AFC North. Yeah, so AFC North. Um this is going to be a I, weird one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not going to be the way that it's been for the last, you know, 10 years. Um, I have the Bengals winning the division, uh, going a, uh, a whopping 16 and one. Um, so Which right on the 16 and ones. <laughs> I have at least one more 16 and one team in this list and another team that realistically could go 16 and one. I, I like to have the really highs, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the way I got that. Um, yeah. So I got Bengals six and one, 16 and one. I just, I, I don't know. I just think they're that good. Um, and then I actually, I have them. their one loss I have to the second place, Baltimore Ravens, who I have coming in at 14 and three. Um, I think these teams are going to split their uh, um, season series. Uh, I, I mean, the Ravens, uh, I think they're a good team. They find a way to win games. Um, you know, Lamar, if he doesn't get a contract before the season starts, is going to be super hungry because he's going to want to show that he deserves that, you know, $175 million guaranteed or whatever the hell it is that he wants. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, I think coming in behind them, just a mile behind, I have the, 
uh, Cleveland Browns. I think that they are going to win one game without Sean Watson and win pretty much every game after he comes back. I think there's like one game in there that I don't think they're going to win. Um, so I have them going six and 11 uh, and then rounding it out at the bottom. I think the, in, in a four way tie for last place in the NFL, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers going one and sixteen. You have the Steelers going one and sixteen. One and sixteen. I have zero faith in the MVP Mitchell Trubisky. I have zero faith in their wide receivers. I mean, Deontay Johnson is great, but who the fuck else do they have? The run game is questionable at best because it's just Najee. And you know, I don't know anything about their offensive line to be honest, but. Uh, injuries have been plaguing their defense for the past 10 years. I just, I've, I can't look at this team and say that they're better than they were last year. And I, I just, I think they're way worse. I, I don't see this team. I, I honestly, I could see them winning multiple games, but I don't see them winning more than five. Like, I think that's their ceiling this year is five wins. Just with how, you know, I mean, just with how much better the rest of the division is. Okay. Um, I got the Ravens winning the division at 11 and six. Uh, I hate Lamar Jackson, but he's my fantasy quarterback this year. So I think I'm, he's going to go a little bit. <laughs> the biggest shock <laughs> of the century. See, th- this is my rationale. I had Kyler last year. It was between <laughs> Kyler and Lamar. And I was like, what am I going to do? have the same exact quarterback as last year. I want someone new. Like I've never been a Lamar fan. So I was like, Hey, maybe he'll, maybe he'll prove me wrong. So I'm kind of on a Lamar hype train this year, even though I don't like him. He's not a quarterback. Um, I'm big on the Ravens for the exact reason that you said that Lamar is, have you seen his weight, by the way, he's put on like tons of weight of muscle. He's jacked. Now he looks different. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look like a rubber eraser anymore. He actually looks normal. So I, I'm big on the Ravens this year and I am also a traditional guy. And I think that if you have a good kicker that helps in the long run, they can win some games on some field goals here and there. Um, but I've only got them going 11 and six, which means I've got a lot of parody in this AFC North this year. Um, so I've got the Ravens winning it at 11 and six coming in at second. I've got the um, AFC defending champion Cincinnati Bengals, who I'm not big on at all. Um, for the second year in a row, got them going 10 and seven, the exact same record that they had last year. I don't see any improvements from this Bengals team. I think that them making it to the Super Bowl was a fluke in the first place. Um, and some of those games that they won in the playoffs were flukes as well. I think everyone is buying into the hype of Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And I just really don't think this team is that good. I think they'll be like a wild card team probably and go 10 and seven, depending on how head to head matchups shake out. Um, but yeah, I got them coming in second at 10 and seven. Um, no better than they were last year, no worse. And I think that's a pretty fair assessment from a team that I had winning like two games last year. Um, third place, I've got the Steelers. I've got them going nine and eight. Um, wouldn't be shocked to see Kenny Pickett become QB one at some point. I agree. I'm big on Kenny Pickett. And I think that if they can manufacture that transition correctly, then Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris will be a pretty lethal trio. 
but like you said, this team doesn't have enough juice behind them. So nine and eight missed the playoffs, but like, I think they will be competitive in some games again, like kind of how I have the chargers, like a, a round 500 kind of team. And then the Browns at six and 10, the Browns are just getting dealt a shitty hand. Um, not having Deshaun for the majority of the season. I think they're going to lose most of the games without him, like you said. Um, and then even when he comes back, what I think about is like, he was on some pretty bad teams in Houston. I, and he hasn't played football in a couple of years. I don't think that him coming back on it automatically gives them, you know, W's against some of the better teams in, in the league. Um, but I think he'll get them some wins towards the end of the season because he is Deshaun Watson at the end of the day. So six and 10 for the Browns sitting at the bottom of the AFC North. They will improve drastically next season when he can play a full season. Um, but just a shitty hand. I mean, you really don't get, you don't get him until week 13. So like, you know, how do you expect to be a winning franchise in a season like right. that? Your quarterback is not playing. And love Jacoby Brissett, but no, respectfully. And we have to wrap things up with the AFC South before we move to the NFC. AFC South. I'm hoping this yeah, one's so, going to be pretty identical. Yeah, this one, um, I'm going to definitely be bothering a lot of people with um, my second and third place teams. Uh, first place, I don't think there's really any debate here. I've got the Tennessee Titans. Um, I just, it's the same team as last year, except um, no A.J. Brown. Um, which Who is, is overrated in his own right. But, um, you know, Derrick Henry is going to be great. Got a lot of rest last year, you know, missing a lot of games, obviously, by injury. But, you know, I think he's going to come back fresh. He's going to come back hungry. I have them going 11 and 6, um, you know, running away with the division. But, you know, not, not, a, uh, not a premier team in the AFC at the same time. Um, and then following them up, I have the Indianapolis Colts going seven and 10. Um, I know a lot of people really like this team this year. I, I do like their defense. Um, obviously Jonathan Taylor is one of the premier running backs in the NFL right now. Um, Matt Ryan is a veteran quarterback who has the ability to bring a team to the Super Bowl. We know that we've seen it. Um, I just think this is we're at a point in his career where having Matt Ryan doesn't make them that much better of a team. Granted, last year they had Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback, so do with that information what you will. I just don't think they're all that great. So I have them going seven and ten. Uh and then equally far away, slightly less far away, or sorry, slightly more far away. In third place, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars going an impressive 2-15. and 15. Uh, And then in last place, I have the Houston Texans going 1-16. and 16. I hammered the under on the win totals for the Jaguars. I think it was like 5.5. That was the line. I was just, give me the under. The second I saw that, I was like, give me the under. I don't think they won a game since that one guy called this out, right? Isn't that what's going on? And there was like that um, they random won one. They beat they the won one game the last week. Right, right. And I, I predicted it too. That's why I reversed the curse there. And then I'm back on the Jaguars hype train for one week and they won and they won me a big, Oh no, they didn't. We didn't bet on it. I said, it wasn't there like two games that week that I said, we're going to be big upsets. And I was like, imagine if we parlayed these two things and then we oh did it. And, and then, then they we both, did it. And then they both won. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was that. That was the Jaguars over the Colts. They were like oh, sixteen no. point underdogs, and they beat them. So, yeah. Um, but our AFC South is identical. Um, our first two teams are literally identical, even record wise. I got the Titans going eleven and six, a a pretty solid division winner, but a pretty meh AFC team. Um, Colts seven and ten. Matt Ryan's way past his prime. Um, the only thing that this team has is Jonathan Taylor, and if you can shut him down, you can shut the whole team down. Uh, Jaguars, I gave them a little extra love. I said four and 13. Okay. Um, just because of the, their schedule, like I think there's some games that they can go out and get with Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson. Um, and they got Christian Kirk too, who I'm a big fan of, pretty outspoken fan of Christian Kirk. I think he's really underrated. And then Texans two and 15. Uh, so really not that different. Um, the teams that matter, we have right. So. So that's our AFC. We're not going to get into playoff stuff right now because, A, we don't have enough time, and, B, it's just, like, all the more reason for people to give us shit for being wrong. Like, whatever. So let's just move to the NFC regular season. Start in the NFC West. NFC West. What's your NFC West look like? So my NFC West um, mirrors my AFC West in the sense that I have three teams making the playoffs. Same. Um, But my records vary. Um, the, and these should be the same three teams. I'm hoping. I would be shocked if it was different. Um, we might have a slightly different order. Um, I have the Los Angeles Rams winning the division, uh, staying pretty good, going 14 and three. Um, I think they did a really good job this offseason, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, bringing back Aaron Donald is huge, but the unsung hero of this offense is going to end up being Allen Robinson. I don't think many people realize that Allen Robinson ended up in Los Angeles. And you're looking at an offense that's got Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Higby, who is no slouch, Matt Stafford, who I maintain is a very good quarterback, obviously good enough to win a fucking Super Bowl. Um, And then, you know, potentially down the line when he gets healthy, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, I mean, you're looking at this, this is going to be a scary offense come week five, week six, when they find, you know, like when they get all the rust off. Um, obviously, the run game is a bit questionable. Like they have running backs that you can trust to like get you fantasy points week in and week out. Um, but I think that they just have a couple of guys that they really need to come into their own, um, get through some healthy seasons. Um, but yeah, so I got them going 14 and three. Um, and then coming into second place, um, I have the San Francisco 49ers going nine and eight. Um, I, I don't have a lot of faith in this team. Um, this is, this is a team that to me could either go nine and eight or like three and 14. Um, I'm not super confident in Trey Lance's passing ability. I think he's an unreal athlete and I think he's got like strength wise, he's got a good arm. It's just, I'm not confident in his accuracy and his ability to um, make good throws from the pocket, make good throws under pressure. Um, You know, we'll see. I, I think he's definitely got the potential to do very well, but I'm not overly confident. And then, you know, there's just so many injury questions offensively. I like Aya, um, but, you know, Kittle, who knows if he can make it through a full season. Um, he's already Debo Samuel this week. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like Debo, always a question mark as to whether or not he can play. 
Um, that defense is good. Um, but, you know, Bosa is another guy where it's like questionable as to whether or not he's going to play week to week. Right. So, um, you know, there's a lot of injury concerns that you can have with that team. Um, so that's why I have them, you know, just above 500, but, you know, still in second place, still making the playoffs because I think the NFC record wise can be fairly weak this year. Um, and then third place, I've got the Arizona Cardinals. I have them going eight and nine. Um, what a lot of people have to remember is that DeAndre Hopkins is out um, for, I think it's six weeks, if I remember yep. correctly. Um, so, you know, you're losing your number one option offensively. Um, I, similar to you, am a pretty big fan of Christian Kirk. I think he's a really solid wide receiver. You lose him in the offseason going to Jacksonville. Um, you know, run game is questionable because you're sitting there looking at a couple of running backs that, you know, get injured a lot. As much as I love James Conner because he's been excellent for me in fantasy for the past three years, he's been excellent for me when he actually fucking plays, right? He's been out right. so much. Um, so, you know, that's another that's another big factor for me. So I got them going eight and nine. I'm, you know, last year they burned us a lot. We both liked them early in the season. We both liked to pick them throughout the year because we both thought that they were going to finally turn it on. They just never did. Um, and now we know it's because Kyler Murray just plays video games all day. And he's just like, you know, one of us, essentially. So, um, but yeah, so shout out Kyler Murray and that whole fuck up of a contract situation. But uh yeah, so I've got them going eight and nine, and then no surprise here in the basement, the one in sixteen Seattle Seahawks. Nice. Yeah, mine's kind of similar. Um, I've got the Rams and the Cardinals actually at the top of the division, tied for first place. I'm not sure. Interesting. How, and I, I both have them going four and two in the division, um, so okay. I'm not sure how that shakes out with tiebreakers. I both have them fourteen and three. Um, Rams, I'm more confident in than the Cardinals, and I was aware that DeAndre Hopkins was out when I was picking this. I'm big on Kyler. I'm big on the Cardinals. I always have been. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just, it, it, it's definitely a, an overly confident pick. Um, and if I were a betting man, which I am, I would probably <laughs> say that they're more realistically going to be in like the 11 to 12 win range, but I'm kind of, I'm riding them to pick up some wins when they shouldn't. Um, and I think that if they can pick up the slack when DeAndre Hopkins is out, then this team's legitimately dangerous for the rest of the year. And the Rams, like you said, they they got they got no worse over the offseason after winning the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think you're going to see the post Super Bowl hangover hit them immediately. Um, I got them going 14 and three. Uh, they've got a pretty decent schedule this year too, like games that they should win. Uh, and yeah. one is tonight. I think that they should win tonight. Um, in third place, I've got the San Francisco 49ers going 11 and six. Um, okay. Like you said, not big on the 49ers, not big on Trey Lance, but you won't have to worry about Trey Lance because Jimmy Garoppolo will be your starting quarterback at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Guarantee it. And when that happens, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the quietest winning quarterbacks in football. Has anyone noticed that the 49ers were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and then we're back <laughs> in <laughs> we're back in the NFC Championship this past year, right? Yes. Didn't the Rams beat them in the NFC Championship? Didn't did they? Was that was that a thing? I honestly I it definitely was wasn't just, the Packers, right? And it wasn't God the Bucks. Awful. The Bucks lost to the Rams early. I think NFC championship game this year was the 49ers and the fucking Rams. Holy there we shit. go. 
And who was the quarterback? Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. There you go. So you put him in, you win football games. 11 and 6, I got the 49ers making the playoffs. How did I just, like, forget that that happened? Everyone forgets about Jimmy G for some reason. Dude, He's so it good. was a 2017 game. Like, they almost won that. I was I pretty sure I, remember I was watching, that watching game this now. game. It was, like, really close. Yeah. It was very close. The 49ers <laughs> like inches away from going to the Super Bowl again um, with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. I don't know why Trey Lance is the starter. Um, makes no sense to me because Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life and super hot too. And baseman is paused. No, I mean, I'll uh, hand up. I'll admit it. Jimmy Garoppolo is good looking. Um, and then Seahawks, he has dated baseman. multiple porn stars, so he can't be bad looking. Oh. Good for him. That was like a whole thing, dude. You know? I didn't know that. No, I don't. I don't. I don't remember who it was. But there's like a whole story about him, like fucking. He was just like dating a porn star in broad daylight, like taking her out to dinner. Really good for him. Yeah, that whole world is so foreign to me. Yeah. And then, um, basement Seahawks three and fourteen. That's a generous three and fourteen. I just it is. I, I think gone are the days of like the 0 and 16 team or uh, 17 games now so the 0 and 17 or the 1 and 16 um of course i say that in like two divisions from now i have a team being one of those but like i just think the seahawks can collect a couple wins here and there um is geno smith their starter yes sir yes sir <laughs> big man geno yeah he'll get them three wins I love me some Geno Smith, man. Throwback to when that dude got drafted by the Jets, good. and everyone was like, this man is fucking amazing. And yeah. then he sucked. <laughs> He's the worst. Everyone yeah. forgot it was the Jets. That, yeah, that's a recipe for – that's a disaster. I feel bad for Tyler Lockett. I really do. Um, three and 14. And one and five in the division. So, yeah. Uh, I think I'm 0 and 16. <laughs> Makes sense if they're 1 and 16 in yeah. your book. Um, NFC North. All right, NFC North. I feel like we're gonna be fairly similar on this. I think there are a couple of teams in, like the, the. I think records will be different. I yeah, think, but I think our one through four will be the same. Yeah. Um. So Packers obviously first. I've got them going fifteen and two. Um. But that will be twelve and uh five if they ban ayahuasca. So. Um, keep that one in mind um but yeah it's the Packers bro like obviously they lose Devontae Adams but it's still the Packers they said they still have a good defense they still have some really solid wide receivers in there so um yeah and then coming in second place just shy of the playoffs um the Vikings at eight and nine they have a really high-powered offense that scores a lot I love Justin Jefferson I love Adam Thielen um dalvin cook is one of the better um running backs in the nfl uh kurt cousins overhated not great but like still overhated. quarterback <laughs> i mean yeah we proved it last year we looked through <laughs> and we're like shit he kind of is isn't he um, yeah so yeah i mean th- their offense is good i think they're gonna score a lot of points this year like i don't think it's gonna be a shock to see them score 40 plus multiple times uh this year but i just think they're gonna give up a lot of points um and so that's gonna hurt them um but yeah so i have them going eight and nine i think this is a team that like come down to it they will be fighting you know for that set like if if this you know 
plays out the way I think it's going to play out. I think come end of the year, it could really be down to the Vikings and the Cardinals for that last playoff spot. And I think it'll be really a fun fight and either team could yeah. come out on top. I mean, obviously I have them finishing with the same record. I don't really know what the deal is with the tiebreaker, how the Cardinals end up, you know, in that spot instead of them. And then right behind them, I have the, uh, the hard knocks starring Detroit lions at five and 12, um, you know, an extra year under, uh, under Dan Campbell, um, another year in the offense for Jared Goff, uh, DeAndre Swift is just going to get better. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, they got, it's St. Brown, right. Um, is there, Brown. yeah, St. Brown. Um, yeah, he, he's a really good wide receiver out there. It's just, I don't know how much help behind them they have Aiden Hutchinson is a monster um defensively uh I just I think that there are a lot of pieces away like I think this is a team that's just going to keep on getting better but they're at least you know two three years out from being you know in that playoff conversation um and also it's a hard team so you know they're just not going to make the playoffs this year that never happens (laughs) Um, it happened like once and the team won the Super Bowl or some shit. Um, and then uh, last place, as you can tell from the other three teams, I've got the Chicago Bears going four and 13. Love me some Justin Fields, but the poor man has nothing around him. They got rid of his best wide receiver. Uh, you know, they have a good running back in Montgomery. The offensive line is really questionable. Uh, there's a lot of turmoil on that defense uh, with um, – oh, what's the linebacker's name? He's, like, their best defensive player, and he's, like, holding out for a contract. I forget what his name is. Um, Not Khalil Mack. He's, he's long gone, right? Where is Khalil Mack? I don't know. He was in Vegas, and then I think he's gone to somewhere else now. Roquan Smith. Uh, Roquan yeah. Smith, he's actually like a really, really good linebacker. Um, and, you know, he, he's – I don't know if he ever got a contract. Um, Kalou Mack plays for the Chargers now. Yeah, dude, that's, that's the that, – I knew I was – when I was talking earlier about the Chargers having improved defensively, I knew there was that's a name true, that was yeah. just like in my brain that I just wasn't thinking of. Yeah, Khalil fucking Max on that team. So, but yeah, no, the Bears just got worse this year. I mean, there's no way around it. So, four, four and 13. RIP Chicago. I got the Packers going 14 and three, um, leading the division. Obviously, the only reason why I wouldn't put them higher is because they are losing Devontae Adams. And I um, I know that it's the Packers and it's Aaron Rodgers, but that's, that's going to hurt. Um, but they have the best running back room in the league, in my opinion, between AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron Jones is my uh, my fantasy running back on multiple teams. Best fantasy running back you could have, literally, my favorite player in the league. Um, 14 and 3, 5 and 1 in the division. No question marks there. The Packers are going to be legit this year. Wouldn't be shocked to see like an Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. I don't know if you were listening to his part of my take interview, but he's he said that he would consider retiring soon. Interesting. So maybe maybe he goes out on top this year, and this is Aaron Rodgers' kind of farewell tour that we just don't know about. Um, so yeah, I got him going 14 and three, um, second place Vikings at 10 and seven. I just think that that offense is way too good to have a losing season. Um, between I'm going to give him prof between Kirk cousins, one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin cook and Alexander Madison, I think is still there. Right. Yeah. 
yeah. Minnesota, yeah. that offense is too good to have a losing record. They're going to miss the playoffs at 10 and seven in my book, but um, they'll have a winning season. Uh, third place. I got the lions going nine and eight. I'm giving the lions a winning record this year. Um, solely because of Dan Campbell. I, I love the videos that I've been seeing. Him crying like every other second is the funniest thing to me. Yeah, I don't know if you've been keeping up with, you. with, the, with the hard knock stuff, man. And the yeah. fucking jeans with the Coke on them. <laughs> I, was funny. I, mean, I saw the watch this week's episode where they just cut everybody. Yeah, those are those it's, are it's characters. <laughs> I, I I haven't I haven't watched it yet, but it's literally like that's the thing is with the, with the new three game preseason, like that's all this episode is is literally just them fucking cutting people. Cutting people, yeah. I saw a clip on TikTok. I haven't even seen the episode, but I saw a clip on TikTok of them cutting like this really like positive guy. Like he comes in, he's like dapping up all the code. He's like, "How's it going? How's it going?" And they cut him. I was like, "Oh shit, that's not going to be good. <laughs> it's brutal." <laughs> like they didn't even show the reaction of the guy like after they cut him, but he came in all like happy go lucky, and they like sat him down. And they're like, "So we had to cut you." <laughs> and the video just that's ends. Good. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like here we go. But yeah, I, I'm big on Dan Campbell. Again, this team's not going to be like threatening in any way. But like I got him going nine and eight, and that's more of like a charity nine and eight because. I, I can't get enough of that video of him crying at training camp. I can't get enough. Of <laughs> all I do is think about you guys. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, fucking relax. Um, I also like that clip, not to like poke fun at it, but I don't know if you've seen the full clip. He goes from saying all he does is think about them and all he does is like care about them. And then within like the same breath, he transitions and he just goes, those kids over there, he goes with the shirts on, he goes, they all have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah. in the same breath he's like all i do is think about you guys all i do is care about you guys he goes those kids in the blue they've got cancer it's like what are you saying <laughs> like That's what's the point of this crazy <laughs> it's like he's so random and i love it like it's like he wants to be like the edgy like hard nose remember the titans football coach but he doesn't know what he's doing that's what he seems like to me. He's I will all say, over the map. The, the one thing I love about this team is the fact that his coaching staff is virtually entirely made up of former players. I love that shit. I do like that too. And I think that that definitely benefits them because, you know, like you've seen, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has watched. I doubt it. There's this series on Amazon called All or Nothing. It's oh, yeah, dude. Hard that that yes. borderline made me like the Cowboys. <laughs> Yeah, because they had so that one season on the Cowboys. They do it for all sports, apparently. I didn't know that. I yeah, I randomly yeah. started seeing them. Yeah, so I watch Premier League soccer. So my favorite team is Arsenal, and they just the most recent one was Arsenal. And a big part of they had a really successful season. A big part of that was new coach used to play for the team. So you have that relationship, like that player coach relationship where they get and understand what you're going through. Very similar to Moneyball as well. You wanted Billy Bean yeah. because he he had that, you know, he knew what it was like. So I, I don't watch Premier League soccer at all, but I'm a big man sure. city. I'm I'm a big man city fan just because of Kevin De Bruyne, the like ginger him. goat. <laughs> I, I played FIFA against my friend like once, and my friend, you know, Will, yeah, so he's yes, I, I like, he is, yeah. he's super into Premier League, like, he watches all the time. Really? He's a big Liverpool fan. Oh. Um, oh. 
he got into them like the year before or like his his first season watching it was either the year before they won it all or the year that they won it all okay. so like he started and then they had a really good season um so it was like the perfect time to get into yeah. being a Liverpool fan he had like a teacher who got him into it who was a Liverpool fan so that's why he became a Liverpool fan yeah. um but yeah we were playing FIFA just like randomly one day and I just picked City just because they were the best team Right. Like on the game, and I was like, I might as well. And De Bruyne, I somehow scored with him like four times. <laughs> like he was just unreal. That's too good. But um, that, that, that's all the soccer knowledge I have comes from FIFA 13. <laughs> so literally, that's how I got into soccer was FIFA. Like I played so much of it that I was like, I should start watching this. And like I'd watched the doc, the All or Nothing with my dad, and now like he's an Arsenal fan. Love he was it. Texting me, I was at the airport the other day. And Arsenal was playing against Man U. And my dad was, like, texting me. He was like, oh, like, what is this VAR thing? Because he doesn't know what VAR is. Oh. Which is, like, the review. Because yeah, the review, yeah. Overturned. He's like, what the fuck is VAR? And I, like, I'm, like, teaching him about soccer. And, like, he's all into it now, which is cool. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember. Nine and eight. <laughs> um, Eric DaCosta at, 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 oh, yeah, at, yeah, in yeah. high school. Yeah, he, yeah. he's a big Arsenal fan. Huge Arsenal fan. I actually do remember that because there was actually a good group of Arsenal fans in high school. We all kind of like yeah. figured it out because there was a couple kids in my class who were on the soccer team who were Arsenal fans. I imagine that was yeah. because he was and kind of just trickle down type of thing. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Um, and then Bears three and fourteen. They're gonna suck. Yeah, they're gonna be so bad. Yeah, <laughs> like so bad. They got nothing. Atrocious. Like you said, they've got nothing. Like nothing at all. I, I don't even think Justin Fields is like something. So um NFC South. This one should also be similar, I think. Good. I like it. You saved the most intriguing division for last. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. So NFC South, I don't think there's any surprise here. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going 16 and one. That might be a surprise, but they're winning the division. Um, so yeah, that's my third 16 and one team. Love me some Tom Brady. Love me some adding Julio Jones to a team that already had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette and, and then, and then, and then, and then their offensive line is a little bit questionable. Their defense is, you know, the, the same as it was last year, essentially, except they don't have in Dominic Sue. I'm pretty sure he's still a free agent. So um that's something to keep an eye on they might have a little bit of issues stopping the run game um but it's still the fucking Buccaneers dude if it's a talent Brady led team they're gonna win the division um and to be honest with you no one else in the division really scares me all that much um who knows what the deal is with Alvin Kamara we don't know if he's gonna get suspended if he's gonna be able to play and then get suspended um a lot of doubts hanging over him there's a lot of doubts over Michael Thomas's ability to stay healthy um love me some Jameis Winston but uh you know still unproven you know it's, it's been a long time since he's played a full season in the nfl um you know you add jarvis landry who's a pretty underrated uh underrated pickup um i don't think a lot of people are talking about that i actually really like jarvis landry um so i think throw, did throw some... chris olave's name in there too he's oh yeah olave he's the rookie right yeah yeah he's From he's Ohio gonna be State. interesting to see so um, so I have them going six and 11. Um, I just don't think that this is going to be a team that's going to be able to put it all together this year. I think this is going to be a really good figure it out year for them. And I think that next year they're going to be able to make that step up. I think they'll make the playoffs next year. You know, obviously we have to wait and you know, get through this year 
wait and see what happens with all the free agency stuff. But, um, you know, this is definitely a team that I like to kind of side pull for just because they have Ian Book on the roster. Um, you know, we're big Notre Dame fans in the Hellman household. So, uh, got to root for the Notre Dame guys where you can. Um, Notre Dame with a big spread cover against OSU. Huge. <laughs> yeah, huge. That I mean, it was big. disrespectful to have them sitting at 17 and a half. That was insane. Yeah, for, uh, I was in there. Two versus was, five matchup. I think that I saw somewhere. It was one of the biggest spread differentials. Yeah, for a top insane. 25 matchup. Well, the thing that was crazy, too, is just, like, how much they're – and obviously, like, we're talking – NFL and this is college, but um, their defense was just fucking outstanding in that game. Like, they had a legitimate chance to win that game. It's just that their offense is tough. But I think, you know, this year they're probably going to end up, you know, like they're not going to lose the game for the rest of the year because they play a bunch of nobodies. Um, so, you know, they're they're gonna they're sitting at what like eight right now. They'll probably end up around six, depending on what happens to a couple of teams ahead of them. Um, they might end up bubble five. Um the only thing that might help them is if you know enough teams in front of them lose games. If they are a one loss team and there's a one loss team that's sitting around four, they might be able to sneak in just because you know it's a one loss to Ohio State. Who could end up, who was the, you know, at the end of the year as the number one team, and at the time was the number two, right? So um, it'll be interesting. Obviously, I'm pulling for them, but uh, that offense has a lot of question marks. So even if they make the CFP, they're not going far. Um, and then the last two teams in the NFC South, I got the um, Carolina Panthers going six and eleven. I have them winning week one against uh, against Cleveland. Um, love me some Baker. Love me some Baker. I think the man is way overhated. I think he's a much better quarterback than he gets credit for. Um, people like to nitpick a lot of plays where they're like, look, like where the fuck was he throwing the ball? You know, they played like the nitpick play where he like has an open receiver and it goes like, you know, 30 yards away or some shit. Like yeah. just terrible throw. And I'm like, all right, cool. So that's like one play. Um, you know, this is the guy who led the Browns to a couple of winning records, won a game in the playoffs against the Steelers when nobody thought that they would. They were like plus 300 going into that game. They were huge underdogs. Pulled that one out. We're literally a don't stretch your hand out at the goal line for no reason. Fumble away from beating the Chiefs. Fear that the Chiefs lost to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, 2021. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, you're talking a team – you know, a quarterback that was able to lead a team to nearly a Super Bowl. Um, I just, I think he's way overhated. I don't understand how they let that um, relationship deteriorate as far as they did. Um, but yeah, so I got them going six and eleven. They don't really have a lot of weapons around him. Christian McCaffrey is going to be hurt by week three. Um, so yeah, I mean, this kind of just is what it is. And then last place, I got the uh, the Atlanta Falcons going one and sixteen. Um, I think the over under on wins for them this year is something like four and a half. I've got the under on that. Um, that's one of my futures bets that I put down. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I got the Bucks top of the division, fourteen and three. Um, I think that that's pretty fair for them. Something to look out for. Brady and Giselle's relationship might be on the rocks a little bit. Um, really? She apparently she's pissed that he said he was going to retire and then came out of retirement. So like something to pay attention to there. Also, did you see like his face the other day? 
Have you seen people saying that like they think he got plastic surgery? Oh, I thought he got plastic surgery before. Like, oh, like, I think I've seen, too, but I think he got worse plastic surgery this week. Interesting, <laughs> and that's why he looks that's... horrible. He looks fake. I mean, he just looks fake. Um, I'll have I to look it up because a... yeah, just yeah, just look up. It was a press conference this week. His cheeks are literally like on the other side of his face. It's disgusting. Um, he looks sick. Like it looks like someone who's like sick. Um, but I think I don't know what he's doing. To me, I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with the regular season, but I think the Buccaneers are on the brink of like complete meltdown. I think you're gonna lose Brady eventually. I mean, all this stuff coming out about how he wanted to go to Miami and then you know the Bruce Arians like relationship was rocky, and then he tried to retire. He did retire and then came out of retirement. I don't think that Brady's here for the long haul. So Mm-hmm. wouldn't be shocked to see this be one of their last good years because you lose him and you lose everything you know unless you replace yeah. him with like Aaron Rodgers then you know this team's gonna fall apart quickly so something to look out for that might impact their season this year I got them going 14 and three though they'll drop a couple here and there um Saints eight and nine missing the playoffs big on Jameis not big on anybody else over there I think this team needs to make some significant changes to get back to where we saw them in the Drew Brees era Love Alvin Kamara, love Michael Thomas, but your your team is only as good as your weakest link, and I think they've got a lot of weak links over there. Um, Panthers going four and thirteen. I will say, sorry, no, go ahead. I'm watching a video of the Tom Brady press conference from earlier today, and on video he looks fairly normal as of the last time I saw a photo of him, which was you know he looks significantly different from his New England days but not significantly different to me from his beginning Tampa days. I got to, I got to find the TikTok. I'll send it to you. I saw it today. It was someone comparing him at the end of last season versus like um, whatever press conference it was. And he just, he looked horrible. Um, I'll find it later. Uh, But anyway, uh, Carolina Panthers, I got going four and 13. I hate the Carolina Panthers. I love Baker Mayfield, but I hate, the state of North Carolina and their fans. Um, <laughs> horrible sports down there. Horrible. Literally, they don't win in anything. Even their hockey team sucks. Uh, and then the Falcons will go 0-17. They don't have any pieces. The Falcons have none. Kyle Pitts is so nobody. overrated. He's not that good. They have no receivers. Cordero Patterson was a flash in the pan for all, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And your starting quarterback is Marcus Mariota. 0-17. They won't win a game. And let's finish it up with the NFC beast before we get into our probably. Yeah, I, I, I think this is the most interesting division because it could go a lot of different ways. Um, I've got the Eagles winning the division. I have them going 14 and three. The NFC Yo, East has a fairly easy schedule. So as much as I'm not. You know, I'm high on the Eagles in terms of their division, and I think that they're going to be able to win a playoff game and battle in a second one. Um, but, you know, record-wise, like, you know, I don't think that – like, when you think 14 wins, like, you think of, like, a really top-tier team. I don't really think of them in that sense. 
I just think they're 14 and three based on the circumstances of their schedule. Yeah. Second place, I have the Dallas Cowboys going 11 and six. This is a worse team than they were last year. There's tons of question marks on the offensive line. Nobody knows if Ezekiel Elliott can be consistent. Um, tight end game is weak. CD is unbelievable, but you lose Amari Cooper. So now CD's going to get doubled left and right. Michael Gallup, who knows if he can make it through an entire season healthy. Their defense is still fucking trash. I love me some Mark Parsons, but there's nobody else on that defense. Like literally nobody. So, what about one of the best cornerbacks in the league? Who am I missing? Oh my god! Fuck out of here with some Trayvon Diggs bullshit. Oh, he's the worst. Man. He's the worst best cornerback in the league. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So they're eleven and six. Uh, coming in at nine, I got the uh, the Washington football team. Um, still refuse to use their current name. Um, they are the football team forever. And ever uh, seven and ten, seven and ten for them. And then in last place, I've got the New York Giants going two and 15. They're over under on wins this year is seven. When I hammered that the second I saw it, like literally, the I didn't even have to think twice about it. Tap the under button, like not even close. I'd be surprised if they got to five wins this year. Daniel Jones is fucking trash. Saquon is probably gonna be injured by like what week seven, maybe. <laughs> like, like if he's lucky, he gets it that far. Um, I'm not huge on our wide receivers. They have a pretty solid defense. Like, I'm not going to lie, the defense is actually kind of good, but I don't care if you can, you know, limit teams to fucking 14 points and you can't score 10. So, right. It's a two win team. Spot on analysis there. I've got the Eagles in first place, 12 and five. Love Jalen Hurts. I've been big on him since Alabama. People, for some reason, want to write him off. He wins games, you know? He, when he came in two years ago and he gave Aaron Rodgers and the Packers one hell of a game on Sunday Night Football, that's when I knew. So this kid's going to be legit. They're finally piecing together a good offense. A.J. Brown, that signing, although I think A.J. Brown is overrated, that's definitely a hole that they fixed. Devonta Smith is good. Um, Jalen Rieger, good. Um, you add A.J. Brown to that mix, I think we're talking great receiving core in Philadelphia. Um, the running game is iffy, but... Jalen Hurts is the running game in his own right. So I wouldn't worry too much about like Miles Sanders necessarily. Um, if you have a quarterback who can run more efficiently than your running back room. Um, got him going 12 and five. Again, they were what, nine wins last year? I think nine wins. Cause I think I had them at nine and they got exactly nine. Everyone was like, the Eagles are going to get four wins and they got nine wins. Yeah, um, I don't see them making a jump to like 15 wins yet, um, but division winning 12 wins, I think is pretty solid for them. Cowboys 11 and six, like you said, this team just doesn't seem all that good to me. I wouldn't be shocked if they were worse and missed the playoffs, but I'll still give them respect because I'm a big fan of Dak Prescott, big fan of CD Lamb. I think Zeke's, um, you know, <laughs> someone pointed out he he has. Zeke has ball control issues, but someone pointed out on Twitter, I think it was, he's finished in top 10 in like every running back category in every year of his career. So interesting. You know, and very quietly too. Like I feel like he's had some bad years, but um I think he had a pretty solid year last year. And well, he, he when he got COVID, he came back and had a lot of turnover trouble in those early yeah. games. Um, so that that was kind of a big concern for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, the biggest concern for me with this team is, like you said, defense. I just don't think yeah. they have any. Um, but I think they'll be good for 
double-digit wins. I could see them easily missing the playoffs, though, and having a letdown year. Um, third place, Washington Redskins, 4-13. and 13. I mean, it's Carson Wentz. Um, that's all I need to say about that. And also a lot of stuff coming out about how Antonio Gibson's like not even taking snaps with the first team. Um, really? Yeah. And I think they're in for a disaster season. It doesn't doesn't sound like it's going good. I drafted (laughs) him in my face. I was, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say anything in the moment, but I've been seeing a lot on TikTok away from him because like, I guess something, I don't know what necessarily happened and I'm sure he'll, he'll be fine. But I guess a lot of people were saying something about how, they like transitioned him to a different position in training camp or something. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that people were like huge question mark on Antonio Gibson. Um, oh, thank God. I only drafted him in a different, I didn't draft him in the TBR league. Oh, then you're fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I drafted him in a different league. My team, dude, my TBR league team is fucking amazing. Yeah. You, I saw your team. You ended up with a pretty good draft. Um, I, I, for some reason, I always end up like, projecting early in the year to be first yeah <laughs> I, I think i'm just i randomly just end up picking guys that are really good with like the projected points for the total year and so that kind of you know like the game yeah. obviously likes that you pick the projections and so if you projected for more but we uh, shall see we, we talent was i feel very good about my team um so yeah redskins going four and 13 one and five in the division for the redskins um the redskins quarterback is carson wentz who is not a good quarterback um and (laughs) the redskins have not been good for a number of years including when they made the playoffs i still don't think that the redskins were good so i have the how many times can you say that (laughs) in the span of 10 seconds it's like eight times Uh, yeah, so four and 13 for the Redskins, and then the Giants three and 14. They're going to be horrible once again. Oh, three bold, three and 14. Yeah, wild. I mean, I just, I just don't, I don't want to have a repeat of last year where I get flamed for saying that they're going to win four or less games. Um, when really I meant that they were going to win one, so I'll give <laughs> them the respect of three games. And that is our 2022-2023 NFL season predictions. Yes, sir. Each week, we will keep everybody updated on how that's looking. But we do have a Thursday night football game on in 32 minutes. So Which we're means that we're about to speed through, speed through the pick'em. So differences on pick'em this year. It's going to be every game, not just yep. Sunday. Every single NFL game, including playoffs, we are going to be predicting this year. Well, so we're we not did leaving any playoffs yet. last year, didn't we? We did playoffs, yeah, but I'm just saying every single NFL football game that will be played this season, we are going to predict. We will keep a running record on the TikTok, two TikTok videos a week, one of the predictions and then one of the results, and we'll keep the records on there. I think that that's a pretty decent way to organize it all. Um, and in addition to picking just the straight up games, we're going to sprinkle in some bets every now and then. This won't count towards any pick and record or anything. Um, we'll just sprinkle in bets because obviously we like to make money around here. You all know that this is somewhat of a betting podcast. And I would like to say that I will also be using this podcast to tout my college football betting record, which is 12 and five through Love it. weeks Love of zero it. and one. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into it. NFL week one, pick them starting with Thursday night football, which will be on in about a half hour Rams and bills. I'm just going to keep it simple for everybody. Rams are going to win this game. 
it is disrespectful that the defending Super Bowl champions are home underdogs to start the season. So hammer Rams plus two and a half. Fun little fact for everybody. Defending Super Bowl champions to start the following season are like 85% um, effective against the spread. They cover the spread about, I think it was north of like 85% of the time. So I've got Rams covering tonight, Rams money line. I think that's, I think to me, it's a no brainer. I, I, again, like I said, I think the bills are overrated. I think the Rams are going to be spectacular. Once again, they're going to start the season off right at home. Let's go Rams tonight. Yeah. I think, um, you know, my, my, uh, my season prediction uh, goes against this, but I'm also going to take the Rams. Um, um, even if I was taking the bills, I would have taken Rams uh, spread as well. I was actually thinking that like, I was kind of back and forth in my head. It's like, am I going to take the bills or am I going to take the Rams? Either way, I was taking the Rams plus two and a half. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it'll be close. It'll be very, very interesting to see, but yeah, I agree with you on the Rams. Uh, but yeah. Moving on to Sunday. Um, the one o'clock slate, the Ravens play the Jets, Ravens minus 320, Jets plus 265. I don't think we need to sit on this very long. The spread is seven, by the way. Uh, Ravens are going to win this one fairly easily. I think they cover. Yep. Yep. This is probably the ideal start for the Ravens season. Um, and I've got them covering as well. That was my best bet. Ravens minus seven. They probably win this game by two touchdowns. So that's easy. Don't have to mull over that one. Yeah. All right. Next one o'clock game, virtually the same lines. The only difference is that the over-under is one point higher for this game. Uh, the Colts at the Texans, Colts favored minus 327 is the spread. I've got the Colts in this one. Not as confident about the spread, um, just because I'm not really sure what we're going to see from the Colts. I really, like, I think they'll win the game, and even if it ends up being within seven, I don't. I think it's going to be one of those games where it's like, you know, if you just check the box scores the week after, you're like, oh, that was a really close game. But I think the Colts are going to dominate. And it's just, you know, it's possible that the score ends up very close. Yeah, I've got the Colts as well, and I'm on the over. Um, over 46 points. Uh, I think that this game could could reach into the 20s, especially if the Colts start to run away with it, which I would anticipate. Again, not big on the Colts, but Matt Ryan's got a big arm, so I think they'll put up some points. So give me the over and Colts money line all day. Love it. All right, next game, our home team, the New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. Patriots are plus 155, Dolphins minus 180. Spread is three and a half. Give me Dolphins uh, to win this one and uh, Patriots to cover. Um, all right, I got the Patriots in this one. I think that the Pats and the Dolphins are going to split, um, but Miami always tends to beat the Patriots at the end of the season. I know that that hasn't been true in recent years, but um, you know, I'm big on the Patriots to start the season off hot against Miami at home. Um, so give me the Pats money line. They'll cover that spread. Obviously they're dogs. And uh, my best bet is a Damian Harris, anytime touchdown. I think regardless mm-hmm. of whether the Pats win or not, I think he, if anybody, if I'm confident in anyone to find the end zone, it's Damian Harris. So give me Damian Harris, anytime touchdown, but I'm taking the Pats in this one. I, I, I'm confident heading into the season right now. So give me the Pats. Yeah. I love that Damian Harris pick. I'd also throw a sprinkle on the over for the yards line for Devontae Parker. I don't know what it's at, but I think that he's going to be motivated because he's playing his former team, and Mac's going to want to get him involved early, set the tone for the year with his new wide receiver. Um, so that'll be something that might be interesting to look at. Uh, next game, 49ers-Bears. 49ers are minus 295. Spread is seven. Uh, this game is in Chicago. 
Um, I got the 49ers. I think they cover as well. The Bears are just too bad. Yeah, I agree. 49ers are going to roll them here. It's going to be a feel-out game for Trey Lance. I'm going Debo anytime touchdown. I think he'll end up with multiple, especially if George Kittle mm-hmm. can't go. He's going to be their number one offensive weapon all season, especially in a game like this where they'll probably be running the score up on the Bears early. So um, I'm taking the 49ers for the pick and give me a Debo touchdown. Love it. All right, next game, Steelers, Bengals. Uh, Bengals are the home team. They're minus 280, spread of six and a half. Give me Bengals um, to win and cover the spread. I'd be surprised if they won this game by less than 10 points. I'm taking the Bengals on the pick However, similar to my defending Super Bowl champions always cover the spread, defending Super Bowl runner-ups in week one almost never cover the spread. Uh, and this is a divisional rivalry game. I've got the Steelers covering that six and a half, but the Bengals are going to win this game. I've got it being like a four, three or four point game. Bengals win. Um, but don't count the Steelers out to cover. I like to play. I like to play the stats. I'm a big numbers guy. So give me the Steelers plus six and a half, but Bengals are going to win the game. Love it. All right. Next game, probably what, sh- I, what I would imagine is going to be the closest game uh, on or I shouldn't say closest, most entertaining maybe game on the schedule, the Browns at the Panthers. This game is dead even as far as the odds are concerned. The over-under is at 42. The odds money line for both teams is minus 110, which means that the spread is just a pick. Right. So it just says PK, which means you're picking the team. So everything on the, so, you know, DraftKings just w- without tapping into the game, and when it just shows you all of them, it gives you the two spreads, the over under, and then the two money lines. Everything is minus 110. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's that close of a game. I've got the Panthers. I honestly think they'll win this one. Um, I think that Baker's going to show up, throw for 300 yards, a couple of TDs. McCaffrey's going to go off. Because, you know, he's going to actually play a full game for the first time in forever. Um, and then the Panthers will suck for the rest of the year. Yep, I agree 100%. Um, I got the Panthers in this game as well. There's reverse line movement on this game. The Panthers, at least earlier today when I checked, were favored by one and a half. Um, it's moved to a pick now, which is interesting that there's more money coming in on the Browns. Um, but I actually think it's disrespectful to not have the Panthers favored by at least a field goal here. I really hmm. don't see any way that the Browns can win this game. I, I'm pleasantly surprised that the Panthers spread is, you know, a pick or at least, you know, a point, a point and a half, because I'm hammering that all day and I'm probably not going to have to sweat that out. Uh, I think the Panthers got him by a touchdown here. So yeah, got the Panthers winning the game. All right. Next game is Eagles at Lions. Eagles are favored. They're minus 190 over under 40 and a half spread is four. Uh, I would imagine we're both taking the Eagles, and I'd also imagine we're both taking them spread. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles as well. Um, kind of a disrespectful spread, in my opinion. Four points yeah. against the fucking poverty Lions franchise. Um, and, you know, we're both high on the Eagles this year. I, I see them covering this game relatively easily. But, uh, but yeah, I, I love the Eagles in this spot. So g- give, me, give me the birds, as they say. Love it. All right. Next game also involving a foul mascot. Saints at Falcons. 
Uh, Saints are favored minus 240. The over-under is pretty similar in all these games. It's sitting at 42.5. The spread is minus 5.5. Pretty confident in taking the Saints here. Um, not as confident in the spread. I think that's just like a random one where like the Saints could have a dead of a game and still win. So yeah. uh, I'll probably stay away from the spread on that one. 5.5 is a lot for a team that I'm not super high on. So uh, I think the Saints will win. I'm pretty confident in that. But spread I'd stay away from. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got the Saints over the Falcons here. I think that's pretty much a no-brainer. I think the Saints are going to start off hot. Um, Falcons are just going to struggle in this game. I really don't see um, I don't see any rhyme or reason to say that the Falcons are going to win this game. Um, but I don't have any confidence in the Saints to cover a five-and-a-half-point spread. They, they probably will, but for me to put my own money down on that, I'm not confident. Yeah. So I tried to pick something that I was pretty confident in, um, Marcus Mariota's over under um, for his passing yards is 210 and a half right now. I'm hammering the under. There's no chance he throws for more than 150. So I've got Mariota under 210 and a half passing yards, but um, I do have the Saints winning this game. So give me the Saints. Love it. All right. Last game of the early afternoon slate. We got the Jaguars at the Commanders. Commanders minus 135. Jaguars plus 115. The spread's two and a half. Give me Commanders, both money line and spread. I got the Jaguars in this one. I don't understand why the Redskins are favored. Um, uh, Jaguars plus two and a half. That seems like a lock to me. Um, I'm not big on either of these teams this season. I don't think you were either in our you know, nah. season outlook. But, um, but it's Carson Wentz against Trevor Lawrence is what I'm boiling it down to. Uh, I'm getting flashbacks to week 18 or 17 last year when it was Colts and Jaguars. And I said, at the end of the day, it's Carson Wentz uh, and he doesn't cover spreads and he didn't cover like a 17 point spread against Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars last time. Um, I think the Jags are going to surprise some people here. So give me the Jaguars over the Redskins. All right. Next game. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. I think this will be another really good game. Uh, Raiders are plus 150, Chargers minus 175. The over-under set at 52 and a half. That's a lot of points. Um, and the spread is at three and a half. Tough one, but give me the Chargers here. I think opening week, they're gonna want to set the tone. They're on, you know, they're at home. I I, I really like the Chargers here. Um I'm gonna flip. I like the Raiders in this spot. Uh, I Like you said, you were big on the Raiders. I'm big on the Raiders. I, I think the Raiders come out and they steal a victory in week one. Um, regardless of whether or not they steal a victory, these two teams always play in very close games. Three and a half points is too many points for the Chargers to cover. Even if they win this game, I see them winning by a field goal, and that means that the Raiders are going to cover. So I would hammer Raiders against the spread in this one. But I do like the Raiders to beat the Chargers in week one. So give me the Raiders. All right. Love it. We got a lot more uh, disagreements. It's good to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next game Packers at Vikings. The Packers are the only most disrespectful minus... spread ever. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? One and a half? <laughs> this is a one and a half point spread. The Packers are joke. minus 120 money line. It the should Vikings be one and a half if Aaron Rodgers isn't play. I oh still God. favor the Packers by one and a half. And he is playing. This is a <laughs> give me the Packers. Spread. Give me the alternate, like, minus four and a half spread at plus. It's probably, like, plus 150 to do an alternate spread on the uh, Packers. Let me double-check that right now. But, I mean, I'm just going to assume that you're also going to um, take 
the uh, Packers to win. Yeah, so it's it's uh, minus one forty five to take Packers minus four and a half. So I would I would hammer that alternate spread right there. Yeah, um, I've got the Packers winning this game as well. No real question. Um, the most insanely disrespectful spread of all time. Hammer Packers minus one and a half. I I just don't understand why this spread is so close. They're probably going to win by 15 points. So fucking any alternate spread you can get your hands on, hammer it. But I'm taking the Packers over the Vikings. All right, next game, another easy one. Giants at Titans. Titans are favored minus 250. The uh, spread is minus five and a half. Uh, give me the Titans to win this one. Um, geez, like I really want to take them spread, but something makes me like – a little bit questionable about it. I, I, I'd probably take them, to be honest. I mean, it's the Giants. <laughs> what, what are we sitting here talking about? Titans are going to win it. They'll probably cover it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Titans beat the Giants. Titans cover the five-and-a-half-point spread. Titans everything this Sunday. Give me Tennessee. All right. And the final late afternoon game, the Chiefs at the Cardinals. Chiefs are minus 240. The spread is six. That's a lot of points against a Cardinals team that might have a pretty solid year. Um, keeping in mind, obviously, that DeAndre Hopkins is out. Um, I get, Give me the Chiefs to win this one. I'd stay away from the spread. Um, it's one of those things where I'm not, you know, like you were saying before, where it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I think they've got the ability to cover that, but I'm not sure that I would put my own money on it. Yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat. Chiefs over the Cardinals for this game. Game screams shootout to me for some reason. Two pretty high-flying offenses. Granted, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think that matters in a game like this. Um, over 53 and a half, I'm going to hammer that because I think that the Chiefs alone could go out and get 35. Um, yeah. And the Cardinals are, you know, the Cardinals offense is going to be legit. If they can find the end zone, you know, at least a couple of times, then that gets you your over. Pretty confident in that over, but um, – when talking about the game itself, Chiefs over Cardinals all day. All right. Love it. Uh, the final game on Sunday, Sunday Night Football, Buccaneers at Cowboys. The spread is two and a half. Buccaneers are minus 140. Cowboys plus 120. Give me the Buccaneers here. I don't see them losing this game. I'm pretty sure. They, did they play each other last year and have a really close this game? Is, this is a rematch of Sunday Night Football from last week one. Yeah, so and I think that the Cowboys lost by two. I think it was like thirty-one yeah. twenty-nine or something. Let me go back. And yeah, so give me give me the Buccaneers to win this one, but I I I stay away from spread if you're gonna put it on anything. I'd consider a little bit on Cowboys plus two and a half. Um, but yeah, I I, I like the the uh, sorry the Buccaneers here. Now I need to find the score of the game. Thirty-one twenty-nine. Boom! Look wow. At that. Wow. <laughs> Spot on. Well, what a pick. So I assume that you're going to sit here and say over 50 and a half. I, I like the I'm over in any actually. game. Oh, really? I like the over in any game the Cowboys are in just because I don't trust their defense. Fair. Yeah, very fair. Um, I mean, I don't think there's a question that I'm going to take the Bucs uh, to win the game. I'm going to take the Bucs against the spread, too. Knowing the score of last year's game scares me because that would – this year would mean that the Cowboys would cover a two and a half point spread. I believe the spread last year was like six too. So the Cowboys covered that with ease. Um, but I think the Cowboys are a worse team this year. Bucks only need to win this game by three points. I think that's light work. So um, I would, I would take the points when you can get them. I'm taking bucks minus two and a half. Um, and I think in a rematch of week one, Sunday night football from last season, we're going to see the same result this year. Buccaneers are going to beat the Cowboys and we're moving on. 
All right, last game of week one, 2022. Broncos at Seahawks. Broncos are minus 275. The spread is six and a half. Give me Broncos, money line, spread. Fucking Russell Wilson touchdowns over. Russell Wilson yards over. Anything related to Russell Wilson that you can take an over on, give it to me. Yep. Yeah, um, I understand what the NFL is trying to do here with the whole marketing aspect of, you know, we're wrapping up week one Monday night football with a little bit of like a, you know, a rivalry because, you know, Russell Wilson's old team and, and old coach and old teammates and whatever. But this is going to be one of those games that you put on and you watch the first 15 minutes and then you just keep it on in the background while you're doing literally anything else in the world. Um, the Broncos are going to kill, kill the Seahawks on Monday night football. Like, murder them dead, literally. <laughs> um, it's, it is going to be ugly early. I, I got, like, Broncos by 50 in this game. They're going to cover that six-and-a-half-point spread with ease. And, you know, in my opinion, Broncos country is going to be riding. Uh, I've got the Broncos over the Seahawks, no question about it. And that's how you're going to wrap up week one. Okay, I'm sorry if I just distracted the end of your thing there. You didn't. DraftKings has lines out for every matchup from now until January 8th, which I think is the end of the regular season. So you could currently, at this exact moment, take – actually, it doesn't have every game out. It has games out until January 8th. But, like, you could currently take the Cleveland Browns Minus 135 on January 8th at the Steelers. You could take, like, December 19th. You could take the Rams or the Packers minus 110 in Green Bay. You can take the Patriots plus 130 at the Raiders. The Raiders minus 150. Like, it's such a weird – like, you can get the Bengals plus money at the Buccaneers. The Cardinals plus money at the Broncos. I I don't understand why, like – that's crazy. That's insane. Um, yeah, you're right. That is insane. That's uh, that's all I've got though. That's uh, that's all I got too. Um, yeah, we we actually finished in relatively good did, time. We're did that very quickly. Um, so yeah, that was the week one pick'em. Please come back uh, next week and see how we did. Obviously, we're going to be keeping a running tally um, like we always do, but it's going to be back to back. Pick them champ right here. Yeah. Thank you very and much. Thank yes, you. There, Thank you. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm actually, I'm excited that we're doing every game, you know, cause it's not yeah, it's, we used to just cool. do Sunday, but now it's like every fucking NFL game. We're going to see how, how good we are at predicting NFL games in the, you know, entirety of the season. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, only an extra two games doesn't necessarily change that much, but no, um, yeah. it's it's still it's still nice to get those extra two games in there. And it also, you know, it, it's nice to you know we're doing this earlier in the week now as opposed right. to like yeah, we used Sunday to be getting morning. up at like fucking ten o'clock in the morning on a Sunday to do these. Yeah, we'd be doing this at like noon on a Sunday. Like, oh shit! Like the game. Just trying like, to that's one you don't want to get it in. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm glad that we're doing it now, like earlier in the week. Uh, before you know it's like the calm before the storm so yeah i'm i'm excited for the nfl season i'm not ready to let go of summer and like wiffle ball yet but 
I think I can have both in my life. I can have a little bit of fall and a little bit of still hanging on to the wiffle ball memories. Um, and like, I was thinking about it too. Like it's going to be not that long from now where it's like, we got to get back to work on wiffle ball, not like playing obviously, but like, there's a lot of stuff that needs to get figured out for next year. Like, like I said, like a possible expansion, um, you know, I, we're talking about doing uniforms with like numbers and names on the back and um, field renovations. All of that is going to have to get figured out. Like not, not all that long from now. So it's going to be a short off season and I'm excited. And in the meantime, we have NFL season to relish in. So yeah, that's, that's it's, all. It's the most wonderful time of the year literally yeah and we got a lot to look forward to and we're back we're back recording podcasts which um which is always a good thing i've missed podcasting so we are back but yeah that's all i have for episode 113 anything else from you uh not that i can think of right now my mets are doing really well we're like we're kind of locked in a close battle right now it's like a game and a half lead right now or something (laughs) Are they doing all right now? Are they, are they, are they yeah, they're still trash. Um, Last place. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. I gotta, I'll, I'll, I'll have to see if I, uh, if I, if I want to go to a game uh, in the next couple of weeks. I mean, there's only like 20 plus left, but like I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like it's right there. It's a five minute walk. Yeah, you, I don't you, know. I'm, I'm doing this. Uh, lose. Yeah, I mean, I do like to see them lose. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I gotta put together a poster. I told you I was doing that um that basketball game for uh, for cancer research, the yeah. twenty four hour basketball game. Yeah, so I'm thinking of uh, I still gotta raise money for that. I'm thinking of just like making a poster, having a QR code to the phone, the uh, website where people can donate on one side, my Venmo on the other, and just like standing outside before a Sox game as people are walking by, getting Venmos, getting donations on the website, and just like get up to that thing. I I gotta raise. Uh, like a thousand dollars is the minimum um so we can make that happen oh yeah very easily i i I, like honestly i just need to take the time to like go stand outside fenway during a home game and i'm sure i'll be able to get it probably hopefully in one night definitely in two yeah but uh yeah lots to look forward to and won't be too much time until you hear from us again but you know until then everybody happy football watching and um hope you enjoyed episode 113 hope you make some money off of our picks and um we will see them on the flippity flip side i'm gonna get everybody so-